Resilience and Love While We Travel on Sacred Ground Saturday, June 3rd started out as a typical summer day in the Ozarks. The calendar says it is still spring, but most of us have already cranked up that air conditioning as the heat and humidity feel more like summer these early days of June. I was telling my husband that on this day in 1904, my grandmother, Clara Marie Kenny MacMorris, entered this world. I said that 51 years ago, on this date, my brother Randy Snowbird, outlaw Estes, married my nephew's mom, Jenny Lou Williams, from Mount Vernon. Jack Minch was his best man. I had just finished the fifth grade. This past Saturday, the sun was shining. There was a slight breeze in the air. I could smell the faint scent of honeysuckle from my front porch. Good things were happening. I thought I would clean house, work on some reports, do some laundry, and maybe head on in to do some work at the Alumni Center. By the day's end, most of us would be on our knees praying for God's mercy and grace amidst loss and turmoil, sadness, confusion, and anger. How could this happen? What can we do to help? My friends were texting back and forth as we waited to find out who had lived and who had died. It seemed several lives were gone and a few more hung in the balance. Here's what we know. The Aurora community suffered four fatalities. Other communities are suffering too. These victims have friends and relatives throughout the area, including Verona, Marionville, and Crane. I was already in a bit of a funk as I had learned one of my Crowder students, Rylan Wilson, had been killed in a Wednesday night accident in Barry County on Highway 248. I had been scrolling through his messages to me about his semester final, and how I helped him overcome his English trauma when I heard the news about Saturday's chain of events. Another friend's husband had suffered a mild stroke, and I was praying for them and wondering aloud if there was anything I could do to help in the coming days. The wreck victims include Aurora High School student Cadence Harris, Linda Anderson, Cameron Hale, James Olmstead. James is the only one I didn't know, but I did know his name and what he looked like. We had several mutual friends who are hurting. Those hospitalized include Cody and Jessica Zelensky, Krista and Daryl Trueblood, and Aurora High School student Zaley Jones. The traffic accident has been described as a war zone of sorts between Aurora and Mount Vernon on Highway 39. A group of local bikers from the Aurora Eagles Club were on a poker run to raise funds for the upcoming holidays. Other events were set to take place that night. An automobile being driven by a local woman would meet them while heading south. She would cross the center line at approximately 11.20 a.m. and strike five motorcycles, changing the course of the day for hundreds, if not thousands, of people in southwest Missouri connected to these riders. Many of the emergency crews who responded to the scene were friends of the victims. People on the highway stopped to hold up tarps, pray, and render first aid as best as they could. Other riders had watched in horror as the scene unfolded before their eyes. Hundreds of folks were bargain hunting in the Summit City as it was the day for the citywide yard sale effort. Others were gearing up for the evening's .01K at the strike zone to raise money for the upcoming Light the Night festivities in Baldwin Park. Since Saturday, four local families are now planning funerals. Others are praying for their friends and relatives who are in the fight for their lives. Jesse Clinkenbeard is someone I haven't talked to in years, but when I saw the picture someone posted of him, I had to smile. He had the same face, same stance, and the same ornery grin in the photo I saw 
I know he and the others will face challenges in their road to recovery, but I know who they are. They come from good stock. Their families and friends are some of the best people I have ever known. I knew Jesse when he was a boy being raised by his Uncle Bill and Aunt Patty Merritt. In fact, he even came and helped me do some work at my house when my son was a baby and had also worked for us when my first husband and I ran a little gas station for a while on Elliott Avenue. He would have only been a teenager then. Goodness, time flies. I feel bad for the driver of the automobile who was reportedly at fault. She comes from a good family. Her mom was my Girl Scout leader. I know this driver took care of her sister while Becky was dying with cancer a couple of years ago. Her sister and brothers were my friends growing up. Her dad carved the intricate wooden hound dog inside the doorway at Aurora High School. Back in his younger days, he umpired hundreds of ball games throughout the area. I've seen some vicious social media posts about her. It is human nature, I guess, to want revenge and accountability. I get it. Her life and the lives of her family and friends are also forever changed. I hope she heals. I hope she finds new purpose. I hope we find a way to forgive her, or maybe we can find a way to at least exist in the same world without letting that anger destroy us or those we love. I hope we learn from everyone's mistakes, especially our own. I hope we somehow find a way to be better people in the midst of all this sadness and pain. That's what I want to do for Cadence, Linda, Cameron, and James. I had a college student's husband, formerly from Aurora, share his story with me several years ago. He had been behind the wheel of a car that resulted in a fatality. He was charged with several things. I don't remember the specifics of what his charges were, but I do remember looking him in the eye. By the time I heard from him, he had started an educational program to prevent such things as he had been involved in, and he had also become a minister determined to make a difference and serve others. He wanted to devote his life to making things right. I have lost track of him through the years, but his story gave me incredible hope at the time. I know tragedy can be used as a catalyst for great change if we let it. I had posted a quote last week on my Facebook page about grief. In essence, it said that grief often takes us to a different realm. The space is ours and should be respected. It is sacred ground. Loss has no boundaries. Time is irrelevant. The journey is ours to take because we have known great joy, great laughter, and great love. Psalm 34 verse 18 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. I have encountered several challenges in my lifetime. During those devastating times, he always swoops in to protect and heal me. His sheer presence is enough. Hug your people. Tell them you love them. Make amends. Apologize if you need to do so. Let go of things that have been eating at you for years. Make your bucket list. Life is short. Most of the things we get worked up about don't really matter at the end of the day. The good part is that we aren't alone. We are together. With the overabundance of responses, fundraisers, and events being planned to help these victims and their families, it is obvious we are truly one town, one team, one heartbeat. We are also traveling on sacred ground.